0: You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIT, you name it, without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. All right. This is a long time coming because I needed to get a podcast first, but I am so excited to have uh, my friend Brianna Battles on the podcast. Um I, I'm gonna let you tell the story about how we met and then tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm Brianna Battles. I'm the founder of pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. And I'm Carrie, you and I connected years ago, I think on Instagram. Just I don't even I don't remember how exactly, <laughs> but Um, obviously just had a lot of similar messaging and value system for working with pregnant and postpartum athletes. And you've provided such tremendous knowledge to the people who have gone through my coaching certification, pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. And you've just been a great, um, great person to help connect the dots between the world of physical therapy, running, CrossFit, and then through the, the voice of also being a mom who's in it as well. And so I think that has been so great for us to connect that way and then be able to pass that on to uh, my audience and the coaches that who've gone through my training. But I know I mentioned the coach certification. That's probably, um, that is my biggest focus because I feel that for so many years I got, you know, I like a career strength and conditioning coach. My background, I have like my master's in coaching. I realized there was a huge disconnect for Um, pregnancy, for postpartum, and for people who identified as athletes or people who didn't realize that what they were doing is still athletic. And so I've built out a lot of different programs and resources over the years for pregnant athletes with a pregnant athlete training program, postpartum athlete training program, and just these programs to help support their return or their navigation of fitness during those seasons. But the greatest impact, in my opinion, comes from when you can influence and educate a a coach because they have tremendous impact on so many different people within their community, both online and in person. And if we can educate one coach to know how to better support this population that is not even a special population, this is the majority of of people that are pursuing fitness to some degree or another Um, in our gyms and our facilities and our coaching, then, you know, like that's where we can have true impact that will keep spreading. Turns out my hypothesis Was right. And it's been a really, um, it's been a really crazy few years. But I'm very grateful for the trajectory that we've been on and for how that's gone, because we have coaches all over the world now that are doing work in their community. And that's just had such a positive top down effect on this movement and shift in fitness culture that is pregnant and postpartum athletes.
0: Yeah. And, And your boys are now how old? eight and four. Oh my goodness. Oh Um, my God. And you're
1: okay. (laughs) I mean, I, I feel like I'm still in the trenches, but the trenches are just kind of changing. And yes, you know, like I, my business sort of evolved in between my boys. Like I had Kate and that, um, that really ignited my awareness of like, I thought I knew enough. Turns out I did not know. And if I didn't know, I'm someone who should have known how to train during pregnancy should have been giving better advice and as acting as a better example. And like, I didn't, I was pretty negligent and very um, ego based coaching and leadership or whatever. And that just felt gross. And it was after his birth that it was super humbling both as a mom, coach and athlete. Um, And then that kind of kickstarted creating a lot of different programs and resources, both in my local community, and then putting that into um, the online space before that was a super common thing to do. And now it was a hybrid model for a very long time. And now it's morphed to being completely online, except for the handful of professional athletes I coach. And I'm really particular with that. So
0: yeah, I think that I think that's why I I kind of gravitated to how you were thinking, because you've, I think when you can speak to both sides, like what you thought before, and if anybody should have known, which is very much my experience, um, and to be able to be reflective enough and humble enough to stop and say, whoa, either I'm just going to keep plowing through and be an idiot, or I got to stop and change some things. So So I think there's a lot of people are like, oh, I wish
1: I would have known. It. It's like, yeah, but like,
0: I didn't know. There's no way you really know. Well, think of all those things that, you know, people probably told you when you were pregnant and you're like, "Eh," and you can't really hear until afterwards.
1: So,
0: Exactly. (laughs) All right. I got a a couple of questions here. We'll, we'll, we'll do what we can to stick to them. But if we don't, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. So um, you've been in this for a while. You've been in this as a CEO, as a coach, as a mom where have we made progress and where are the biggest gaps? Mm
1: -hmm. We've made progress in the awareness of, hey, like maybe I need to change my approach during pregnancy and postpartum. Is there still a gap there? Like, yes, there's still that like fragile versus invincible thinking. But I think in general, there's a lot more awareness around, I exercise and our overall approach might need to look a little bit different during pregnancy and postpartum. There was no awareness there, No, (laughs) no. There, it was not. It was either don't lift over ten pounds, or it was like be a badass and rope climb or double under your baby out. Like it was literally those two. Middle, yeah. No nuance in the middle. So I, I have like worked my ass off to highlight some of the nuance, right? So we've made a lot of progress there. Um, The biggest gaps, I think, are in the. Almost like the pendulum swing where we've almost become too fear mongering and too uh, like too like hyper aware. Like there's so much fear right. around basis. There's so much fear around certain things. So I think our intentions have been really good to create awareness, but also like, again, we cannot get on this pendulum swing of creating this hyper awareness and hyper fear and paranoia of, oh my God, like my abs are are changing and like this is happening or I felt this, like, is that normal? Right. Again, awareness is good. It is feedback and also it can drive you crazy. So how can we as coaches and practitioners and athletes keep a sound mind during a time where there are a lot of changes and those changes are normal and expected and part of what our body needs to do during this time. So I think as coaches and practitioners, we have a huge opportunity to to just navigate that messy middle with people without super rigid rules, um, but also without, another thing I'm seeing, people just wanna argue over some of the nuance. Like, well, what is this? And what does that mean? Instead of just helping the person, it's like right in front of them. Do we like, actually know anyway? <laughs> yeah, like, do we need to care about this or care about that? I'm like, you know, like save that conversation, help the people following you online that like truly just want help like we yeah. need to affirm their concerns and fears rather than like argue with our colleagues so that that this brings me to a follow
0: up question that isn't okay. here so you do have a lot of physical therapists who take your your PPNA coaching program yeah. um have you seen an evolution in and and I'm going to full disclosure here we t- like to argue and we like to f- We'd like to to kill our own and eat our own and, and it's getting better. But yeah. um, like how because I, I think originally the intent of PPNA was for coaches and trainers, and now there's this group of physical therapists, and a lot of us are pelvic floor PTs um trying to get education from you. Cause guess what? We don't have a lot on our side. How how have you seen that kind of relationship grown between coaches and trainers and physical therapists?
1: in my experience, it's been incredibly positive. Like, I think that the people that come to me, like they, they want to come to me. Yeah, If there is a lot of ego involved. They're not coming to me like they think they already think know. Right. So, like, I don't I don't have interactions with people um, in the practitioner world that aren't open minded to like, hey, there's a lot of different ways to help people and strength and conditioning and fitness and understanding female athletes during this season, there's a lot of value there. And again, like you said, like you're not taught that. Just like I'm not taught about any kind of female anatomy in exercise physiology through college or in any of my, any degrees or certifications. Like I'm not taught that piece. So I think that, um, and I've tried to very much have an open door of like, I want to learn from you. I want to learn with you. One is not better or smarter or whatever than the other. We're just different. And how can we complement each other to actually help the person and the people that are in front of us, you know, yeah. we talk about all the time, but we can do, we can be so much more effective and same yes. time and get buy-in. If we can kind of combine brains, learn from each other, because you're not going to necessarily find that in a textbook. You're not going to find that in your research online. You're not going to find that in a blog post and you're not going to find that on a social media post. Like you just won't. So how can you link up with people in your local community? How can you get teamed up and connect with people through social media in a way that's going to elevate everybody's experience and voice.
0: Yeah, I and I, I feel like I've kind of gravitated a lot more towards the coaching training community because um, there's just been that desire to collaborate, and I think that's what's so attractive about the PPNA community is like we we all are working towards the same thing. It's it's not a yeah. pissing contest, which I love. So
1: exactly, you know, it's, awesome. like that. it's truly I think a huge part of what has made pregnancy and postpartum athleticism successful is that it is about collaboration and not competition. Exactly. There is no, like, I want to have a better product or I want to take what this person said and like, just replicate it or whatever. Like it's truly learning with one another and then being able to go out there in our communities and say like, look what I'm doing. And like, good job. Like, actually, like, how did you do this or that? And like, we're learning together because there is so much work to do. There's so much impact. So much. so we can't have that um scarcity mindset toward what we're doing
0: no i love that i love that all right so we're gonna dive into you a little bit here so what have you learned about yourself as a postpartum athlete since starting ppna considering that's a you know the boys and your journey there has been a, a lot of your inspiration
1: yeah i think it has taught me to truly understand my own motivations behind training and what I want to have as a lifelong athlete, yeah. not just on someone who may be heavily identified as an athlete and held value in um, a certain like metric of like, well, I can squat this much or run this far, or run that fast or to lift this. I have become so much more open-minded and a much more versatile athlete by not being so rigid with how I approached my fitness and my training my relationship with my body and that has been influenced by a lot of things like changes to my body um changes to my routine and like <laughs> yeah able to do. um you know like I just my time has to look different and then when growing a business and scaling it to the point that I've scaled it to it's like I can't be in the gym for two hours but how can I make sure that I'm still training in a way that makes me feel good mentally. It makes me feel good physically. And am I learning new things? And I think there's so much value when we are raising our kids and so many people that identify as like athlete moms are more than likely going to have their own kids in sports. And for me, I've noticed that I want to make sure that my kids grow up seeing me have a really positive relationship with exercise, where it's something yeah. I do, not something I have to do. Where I'm open minded to trying new things, and it's like okay if I'm not good, and it's okay that like like I'm learning something new. If like for example, I started jujitsu almost two years ago, maybe like a year and a half ago, and like it's great because I was like, "Cade, hey, you know so much more about this than I do." Like you just straight That's up so cool. way more at like at that point, like he was seven years old, and but for him to see me go in and be totally new, totally out of my, my like zone of movement. I I just don't move like that. And I don't think like that, but that willingness to, to just try, just try and to like take the ego out of being an athlete, because I think that is a huge piece of being athletic is like, there's an ego attached to what you do, how you do it. Maybe the um, byproducts of that kind of level of commitment and to have that broadened approach to what being an athlete and a lifelong athlete looks like is yeah. it's really empowering. And I hope that people who are in their season of pregnancy and postpartum know that where you're at right now is not where you're going to be forever. And there's so much life ahead of you with what you can do as an athlete. I'm a better athlete now in my mid thirties than I was in my mid twenties. And it's because of the relationship I have with what that actually looks like and my approach to it.
0: Yeah. And your, your mom was pretty active or she is be active too. Right. So
1: you, that's gotta no, be cool. What's <laughs> crazy though is like, just for a very quick backstory, like she worked three jobs to take care of my sister and I as a single mom, she did not yeah. go near fitness or anything until Desiree and I were in college until we yeah. were out of the house. And then, so at 52, three, some somewhere around there, yeah. she decided like that she was going to start like, getting like she did like a little mini triathlon and like oh that was cool and then like when I was doing CrossFit like way back in the day she was like oh, maybe I could try that I was like yeah you totally should try that it'd be really great for your bones and all of this stuff yeah but she was intimidated to even call or try out a CrossFit so I had to call local CrossFits to say hey who will who's willing to take care of my mom she's you know oh. she's an athlete technically she's yeah in her 50s she's never touched a barbell who's willing to take care of her and it's been interesting that now, like she's miss like CrossFit and uh, like muscle upping her way through right? her before she goes and like cross country skis all day and like she's like living her best retired life now. But she found fitness and being an athlete in a very late stage, like yeah. post menopausal, I guess probably. So My I don't mom know. was the same way, but yeah. you know she didn't have an opportunity to incorporate fitness into her life. And she wishes she would have she wishes she could have, but we can't spend our time wishing um, away like what we really didn't have as much control of back then. So now she's 63. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, she's just the most the most active person. Yeah, hands down. And so I think all of that to be said is it's just never too late, to To put value behind what your body does, how it does it um, trying new things and being willing to be a beginner and taking your ego out of it because there's so much enjoyment to be found in a variety of activities. I could, I I would have never believed my mom would be doing this stuff as like a kid, but she, that's so awesome. I'm hiking all the time. Yeah. Just like a couple mile hike. Like she wants to do like a seven mile hike with me later this week. And I was like, mom, I don't have time for that. Like, I can't just like go hike seven miles on a Wednesday. Like, you I need do- to get retired. <laughs> also that, I'm like, I so much time, like I can't do that. Yeah. But she's in a season of life where she can and she is loving it.
0: Well, that's why I, I feel like, and in, in, in we're, you know, we're, we're a little bit of an age apart, but um, I feel like we we are kind of watching this evolution before our very eyes. I mean, my, my parents the reason they started working out was because they couldn't find me on the cross-country course or on the Nordic course. And so they (laughs) learned to ski and they learned to run. And then all of a sudden they're hiking and biking and, and, you know, doing all this other stuff. And after I was in college, my mom was going to the gym at the school that she worked at and she was doing laps or or working out. And I look back now, I'm like, no one was doing that. So it's really interesting to see that, you know, I, 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 this piece of history, I think is so important for women that
1: are like, well, I didn't know, no one told me. I'm like, this is still really new. (laughs) I know on what was it like women's international women's day or something. I was like, just as a reminder, like eight years ago, the, the term pregnant athlete did not exist on the internet. It was not a hashtag. Like I freaking made that I have the (laughs) copyright. I feel like like, I can tell you where it came from. (laughs) I know it was not a, thing. Athlete, yeah. not a freaking thing. We have seen so much forward progress in yeah. like how we are highlighting and spotlighting people pursuing fitness into motherhood. And, you know, like a huge focus of the PNPA brand is that pursuit of a lifetime of athleticism. Yeah. And if we can respect the seasons of pregnancy and postpartum, it's on behalf of that lifetime. Right. If we don't focus on those seasons, then we're negating the big picture. Like we can't exactly. just be so hyper focused. Exactly. But we do have to say, like, this is this is a this is a big this is a big area of consideration if my goal is to keep doing this shit for as long as I can.
0: Exactly. Or exactly. You know, but I, I I totally feel mm-hmm. like it's it's such a point of privilege that we forget sometimes that and, and my youngest is eight. Um, but that's kind of when I started to dive into things too, where you're like, okay, there wasn't anything there wasn't. And now we look forward and see how active our moms are. We want to be that and more. Right. I'm, I'm staring down perimenopause a little sooner than you are. Um, but like, what's that going to look like? And and that's where I hope to kind of be able to continue to speak to those things. But again, like it, it's, it's such a cool point if you stop and consider okay, we're bringing the people up, but like, it's, we still need to kind of look ahead too. And there's more work to do, but God, we've, 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 we've come so far. So Right. We're
1: giving ourselves such a better foundation too, for if we can yes. understand the changes to the body during pregnancy, postpartum, some of the symptoms that may, may get introduced during that time, how to adjust our physical training, how to adjust our mental expectations and understanding athletic readiness and, um, athlete brain and all of that stuff, then that will all set of us thing. Up for all of our shit for the rest of our life, like, because then we want to, <laughs> and then like, we are done, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And so then, then we'll, like, maybe kind of have it figured out, but you know, like, if we can just give us better tools for yes. anything that comes our way, like, sip surgeries, yeah. sickness, perimenopause, menopause, like, we'll just know to ask different questions because we will yeah. then be more aware of our bodies and more aware that like, maybe this answer isn't good enough. Maybe there is more. And we just we kind of naturally become more of an advocate and more aware. Yes. Because we have access to more conversations now.
0: Yep. No, it's, it's, it's such a fun time. And, and, you know, it makes you want to look ahead and, and like, all right, what's it going to look in five years, 10 years, some days it seems too slow. And then other days right. you're like, okay, we're, we're getting there.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: All right. What's the biggest surprise since, you know, this third child of yours (laughs) growing PPA as a mom, an athlete, a CEO, postpartum professional, like what's been the biggest surprise?
1: I think um, entrepreneurship was never something that was on my radar. It wasn't an option presented to me in undergrad or graduate school. It wasn't something in my family that was like, I hardly even knew, like, the word entrepreneur. Like, even into my 20s, I didn't fully understand what that meant. So to be here now, being able to take coaching and not have a brick and mortar, which I thought, like, well, if you're a small business owner, then, like, it's, right. it, you have to have, like, a space, you know?
0: like Right.
1: <laughs> and so I think just the, I'll never stop being grateful And also shocked at just how this has evolved into becoming a company, not just coaching, but creating significant impact and, you know, being able to help others start small businesses from the curriculum and knowledge that they're acquiring through the certification, like I'm watching them go and start a small business in their community yes. and helping people and like that's so freaking empowering whether you're making $300 a month just like coaching a couple people and it's just enough to contribute to your Costco bill and you're so freaking grateful that I will never stop being grateful for those stories because I, I also felt that way like I remember my first month of like maybe I'll start coaching a couple people cuz I don't want to just just be a stay at home mom And being so grateful for a couple hundred dollars a month because that just felt like so rewarding. Um, And then being able to contribute to now saying, okay, the more I make and the greater the impact I have, the more I'm able to fund my ideas and fund impact. Like now I'm so motivated for those reasons. And I have people working with me to help further this message and these efforts. And like that will always be. It's, it's a surprise and also it's just something I will never lose sight of like how special that is because I never ever thought that was possible. I didn't think that I, that was my brain yeah um, but it was also just a concept that never was even introduced to me. And then I, I wish now that God, so many things about myself make sense <laughs> since <laughs> becoming an entrepreneur, I'm like, man if I would have had any like idea of that in my 20s, oh, I would have done so many things differently, but I mean, you know, there's, the, there's that hindsight of just that self-development that I think comes yeah. from coaching and getting in reps and doing different jobs and working with different people to understand like who you actually are and what you actually want to do, what you're good at.
0: But there, there's such a parallel, I think, even between that and um, you know, a woman in business and then also a woman helping other women figure out these things for themselves. Not right. only you're talking about creating you know, women that are confident enough to start their small businesses. Probably a lot of them are moms too, that might've been impacted personally by that information. I mean, most, I think most pelvic floor PTs get into this stuff. I mean, our, our association was founded on PTs that couldn't figure out what the hell was going on with themselves. So they made something up and went from there. Like, I mean, that
1: become who you needed crowd. Like so powerful. I get so many of those people that are like, actually, I was a teacher, I was an engineer, I was this, I was all these different things, but I want to get certified to become a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach because I want to become who I needed. This information should be out there. This information yeah. should be in the community. That is so much, that is a heavy part of my marketing because that is the messages that I right. get all the time is it's not necessarily career strength conditioning coaches or CrossFit coaches that are coming in. Like that's, a, that is a, that is a absolute, like a, that's an avatar for sure. Yeah. But there is so many people that are like, I just want to do this because I know how important it is. I know how impactful this work is. I know that this knowledge is game changing and I can do something about it. And they kind of take back that power, um, which is so healing in a lot of ways. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you probably the first day you started writing PPNA content or anything like that, you probably didn't sit there and was like, hey, I'm going to create a company that will have a professional advocacy, and we're going to change, you know, the the face of
1: postpartum care, like, that probably wasn't. (laughs) how it started, even as an idea versus what it ultimately became is just so different. Like, and I was told, I was originally with somebody else in this kind of project, and I was told, like, this just isn't smart enough for me to put my name behind, and they bowed out. And I was like, okay. So like my inner like my enneagram eight was like hold my beer like was, <laughs> yes this is going to be, like you just sit and you watch what I do with this and it's been so gratifying so, like I mean I'm not like totally motivated by that but at the same time like I knew that this was valuable because I'm like I am someone who is educated who should know I'm a good athlete and mm-hmm. I knew nothing and if I didn't know anything like yeah. I know that this is going to be valuable valuable information for a variety of coaches and practitioners and trainers. And I'm going to go on, I'm going to put it out there to have at least tried. Like I was so at peace with like, I had to finish that course before chance was born. I was extremely pregnant during the entire creation of that course. And I, so I knew I had this deadline. I was like, I need to launch this before I have a baby. And so I just put like all of my creative focus into that. And I knew that if nothing else, I have tried to create something that, that it is an effort towards educating my peers. Yeah. I but I had no expectations. <laughs> I had none. I didn't even have an email list. I literally posted it on Facebook and I was like, I made a thing. <laughs> Before it things insane. Yeah. It's insane to think yeah. like that versus where it is now and like just the whole effort that yeah. goes into like a launch and whatever else. But it's it absolutely, you know, it's just it was such a heart effort um, that has turned into a very powerful and um uh, like a whole force, honestly, yeah, it, it I really so. feel that it's gonna. It is changing the entire fitness culture.
0: Yeah, and and again, I I think you know on first glance, if people don't know you, um, you know, I think so much of this stuff comes from, you know, your story, and you were in a place where you know, it's either you keep going and recognize that what you're doing isn't helping and you keep doing it anyway, and you're blind, or you say, okay, this can't stand and I've got to do something about it. And to have that come from such a, a personal place and the amount of reflection that I know goes on in somebody that you, you have to kind of... Yeah, I got to peel back the layers. Of my... Yes. <laughs> I think that's what makes <laughs> it so special.
1: Yeah, we have to combine, I think when you work with like pregnant and postpartum athletes or this population in general, like you have to be able to connect the psychology to the physiology, to the performance. And if you can focus and connect the dots between those three, you are going to be great for the people that you're influencing, but you can't just focus on two or you can't no. just focus on one. It has to truly be like all three, the psychology, the understanding, the physiology and then understanding like the performance goals what they're what they've done, what they want to do. And that is what I I do differently. There is nobody else who puts out a certification program that does that. And I and I feel very confident saying that because what sets me apart is I actually coach this population. Yep. I'm doing that. Like I am the person who has lived it as an athlete, lived it as a coach, coaching other coaches, coaching people in real life, coaching professional athletes. We I'm doing the work and evolving the work. And that is, I think we can hit on all of the angles there. And that's how you educate others is when you are continually getting educated yourself by being in the trenches doing it.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. You got to be out there. You got to stay in the game. The second you're out of the game, like
0: you can't be. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. You just got to stay in the game. Exactly. No, I think that's, I told you, I'm like, you know, people say, oh, you get bigger in your business. You, you step away from patient care. I'm like, nope, this is, this is my inspiration. This is, this is where the the thoughts, the ideas, the, this is where the drive comes from. So right. awesome. I mean,
1: and I think that's such a huge piece is like, it's going to look different. The greater your business, you know, the bigger scale that it gets. Sure. Maybe some of your in-person clinical or coaching stuff will look different. Absolutely. And can you still have your finger on the pulse of what's going on? Exactly. Can you still get in front of somebody and help them like right now, tomorrow, if they, yeah, like you should be able to still be in the game and know how to help people in real life, not just put out theories and. Yeah. You're going to walk the talk or on social media. Like you got to be in it. And then also like be in it yourself too. I think that's like, that's like become really unpopular to say is like, that's not a shape or a size or uh or a level of like a, a data, like metric. It's just like, I also care about this stuff, and I'm if I'm going to help you and the things you want to care about, like I have things that I like to do and care about, and I express that in what I do with myself. Like you know, I think that's a it's a huge piece to getting that buy in. Is again being in your own game, being willing to evolve your game, like personally and professionally, evolve your game.
0: Exactly, I think everything's (laughs) important. Awesome. Well, I know I I, I actually use your your eight week postpartum um, program with a lot of my clients because it just gives them some guidance. It was so helpful during COVID. Um, it's such a, a it, it combines really nice with a lot of the stuff that I do. You've yeah. got some other programs and a launch coming up. Why don't you share a little bit yeah. more about that?
1: So if you are a pregnant, or postpartum athlete, you're looking for a program to follow during those seasons, I have a 36 week pregnant athlete training program. You can check that out. And also an eight week postpartum athlete training program. So those are the ones that really fuel um, the tell me what to do. So I don't have to second guess my stuff. And I still want to be like athletic. I want a a trustworthy strength conditioning program. Like it's there. Follow those things and you will get all of that second guessing removed. Um, And if you are a coaching professional, a practitioner, or you want to become who you needed crowd, Maybe pivot or just learn in general for yourself. Um, be sure to get on the waitlist for my coaching certification, pregnancy and postpartum athleticism, and that is at BriannaBattles.com/slash/waitlist. And depending on when this comes out, I don't remember what you told me. I know you told me, but um, it's if, before your launch. Okay, <laughs> so you get on the waitlist there, and then we are launching in April. So just know that that is on the horizon and. Um, enrollment for that will open. It'll be uh, on sale at a discount. And it really is a course that teaches you how to take a lot of the theories in the pre and postnatal population and apply it to real life, uh, real life fitness goals and interests, and um, being able to support the whole person, the whole athlete, so that they can pursue that lifetime of athleticism. It's just a very thorough, um, very thorough curriculum and an extremely supportive network and community that is that continually gives back to one another. And I'm Absolutely. really proud of the culture that's been created there.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's an awesome program. The community is amazing. I am always a fan when I meet uh PPNA coaches or mm-hmm. when I have people ask me, do I want XYZ program or PPNA? I always say PPNA um, <laughs> because it really it hits all the things. Um and again, I just I just love. The mission that you have. So, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I've been able to be on yours a bunch of times. I'm so happy that you were able to be on mine. Um, And again, check out uh, Brie on briannabattles.com and also she's on Instagram at brianna.battles. Thanks so much and um, good luck with the next phase of whatever comes. (laughs) All the things. All right. Thanks. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, leave us a five star review on iTunes and tell a friend to do the same. Listen up postpartum pros. Are you tired of feeling like you're throwing darts at the dartboard and hoping they stick with your postpartum return to run clients? If you're looking for a framework that simplifies your rehab plans and makes the complicated stuff easy, it's time to get on the waitlist for the next cohort of the Real Mom's Guide to Postpartum Return to Run Pro Edition back again this April. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carrie Pagliano and her guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical advice and is for entertainment purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.